Hello, we are at episode 49, Bob WP and Do The Woo Podcast. We are back again, and I have my one of my co-hosts, uh, Jonathan Wool, joining me. Jonathan, how's it going? Bob, it's it's going good. It's going good, all things considered. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> All things considered, you know, it's um and and we were joking around a little bit because if Jonathan shows up a couple minutes late, I always know it's involving kids. Yes, we're going on to week 4 now of the kids being at home and uh they're doing great. <laughs> All considered. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> anyway. Well, before we dive into the show, I want to just give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Uh, first of all, WooCommerce.com, our community sponsor. Always exciting things happening over on WooCommerce.com. Uh, Foo events, uh, ticketing, sales, plugin for WooCommerce, uh, add functionality, especially if you are looking for tickets for those online events right now. And what's really cool is... I don't even need to talk about our third sponsor so much as introduce him. Uh, it's great when you're able to bring on somebody from one your sponsor. Basically, he's a founder, and uh, I'm gonna. I didn't even confirm uh, his last name, how to pronounce it. So I'm going to take a stab at it. Robert Abella. Yes, correct. It's Abella. Yeah. All oh, right. Italian. Yeah. All right. Well, Robert's joining us. He's a founder of WP Security Aud- Log Plugin. And really excited because we get to talk about a little bit about security and we get to talk about all that good stuff. And welcome to the show, Robert. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Good to have you, Robert. We always start out with the question. And it's really kind of a way to tell us what you do, but how do you do the Woo? How is WooCommerce involved in your life right now? Yeah, I've I've been waiting for this question because I think the way I use WooCommerce is is very odd. It's, it's, it's very different from how everyone else uses WooCommerce. Um, to start off with, yeah, as you said, I'm Robert Abela. I'm the CEO and founder of WP White Security. We develop several plugins and WP Security Audit Log is our flagship product, and that's actually how we work with WooCommerce. Um, yeah, I, I use WooCommerce in a very odd way because basically, um, the, the way I started using WooCommerce, we developed our logging plugin, and after a few months and years, it, 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 it started gathering some popularity. I started getting a lot of questions from WooCommerce users, like, can you support WooCommerce? Like, can can we have some sort of logging functionality for WooCommerce. And of course, uh, it's something I really wanted to do. However, there were a few problems. Um, I knew about WooCommerce before. I heard about it, of course, and I knew what it was. But I've never used it before. (laughs) Very well known. It's a very extensive system. It's a very complex system. It can be very, very big. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. And on top of that, um, one of the things like one of the things that features that sets our plugin apart from the other similar plugins is the comprehensive logs for example our plugin doesn't just say a user was updated it just it tells you exactly what was updated in that user and we wanted to bring the same level or comprehensibility of logs 
with WooCommerce. We don't just want your product was updated. We wanted to know, uh, wanted to keep a log exactly of what your shop managers, what your team are doing on your store. Um, by the way, when we talk about logs of WooCommerce, we're always talking about the backend of WooCommerce, not what customers are doing, as in what your shop managers are doing. So yeah, so basically yeah, that, that, that's how it started. And the way I started experimenting with WooCommerce, um, after a few questions, I just said, okay, we have to support it because it's obviously it was a very heavily requested uh, request. So I downloaded WooCommerce. I read quite a few guides just to get an idea basically of the best practices of how users use WooCommerce, of how a business would actually use WooCommerce in real life because I've never actually used one in real life, you know, a real, a real e-commerce solution. And yeah, I, I just we just started by covering the basics. So we started by covering some logging um, of uh, product changes, you know, the basic like prices, yep. uh, SKU, stock quantities, and the typical metadata, the URL, you know, the, the actual content of the product page. And we also started supporting store changes, for example, you know, like like um, text changes, the base address changes, etc. And that's how it all started. It, 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 we started from there. And then, of course, uh, thanks to users themselves giving me more feedback or actually encountering some problems, like, listen, I try to do this and it's not keeping a log of this one. Okay. And I, I started learning. Okay. So how do you use WooCommerce? How are you using that particular feature? I, I'd like to learn about it, you know? And basically through, through users' feedback, through users' problems and through me experimenting, I've, I've learned... Um, how to use WooCommerce. And in fact, even though I've never set up WooCommerce, my, as in like a, a WooCommerce myself. For yourself, yeah. For, for real life use. Uh, I consider, I think, from when I speak to other people, uh, when it comes to what WooCommerce, what you can do with WooCommerce and how to set up WooCommerce, even though I've never done it myself, I, I usually, when I tell people, I know more than the average WooCommerce admin just because I deal with so many different scenarios and different people using WooCommerce with different add-ons. That that's yeah, yeah just, that's how it all started basically. So I, I use WooCommerce a lot. I install it a few couple of times a month just to test something new or whatever. And yeah, but actually I've I've never actually set up a real one for real life. Robert, one of the things before we get too much further, I'd love to talk about logging for a bit at a high level because it's a whole category of functionality. What what are some of the common reasons that you see for people wanting to like log activity in the admin yes um originally uh, i started in fact we have the, the plugin is called wp security audit log um and the name security is actually sometimes a bit misleading many people think it's a security plugin but it, it is yeah i i mentioned i mentioned security because logs are they have multiple roles and one in, in security they have a very critical role so that's why and instead instead i want to to highlight that Listen, this is just not a basic login plugin. We like we want to show you the details, want to show everything. So it is a comprehensive solution. Um, that's how it all started. But of course, then I realized when people started using it, especially with WooCommerce, yeah, people wanted to know who of their store managers created a specific coupon, for example, or who gave a discount to, to a customer or who changed that order or the quantity. Or maybe sometimes, for example, they want to know... Uh, I've had a case lately where... Uh, someone had a problem, um, a, a vendor subscription, they sell, sold some magazines or something. And it seems the customer changed the address a couple of times and was claiming that he never received the, the issues and wanted a refund, you know, and they, they actually used the logs to 
to find out actually how many times he changed the address or or when. You've alluded to what I was curious about is that you, you started out with this emphasis on security, but I suspect for a lot of people, the value of logging goes quite a bit beyond security. And and because I actually have a decent amount of experience with this. I worked on a logging plugin back in the day. And part of it too is just also just collaboration. It's not even like, oh, I need to know what my people are doing. It's, it's just a uh, like we're all working, how do we kind of keep track of what's happening and how it's happening? If we, if someone asks a question, we can go back and check. So I was curious about that because you started out with a security focus to the brand, and that's that's a big aspect of this. But is that why people are buying it? No, in, fa- in fact, I, I might mention that one because I started with in mind. However, I think eighty percent of our users actually don't use it for security, as you are saying. They, <laughs> they use it for many other reasons but security and as you were saying um yes mostly it was like listen we are a team um and we need to keep a lot of what's happening. even i mean this is not just about spying on on, on your on your right. on team it's, it's also about listen someone made a mistake it's okay mistakes happen who did it what was changed let's see what changed and we revert back to it you know so it's also used for legitimate mistakes it doesn't and yeah automatically it kind of like improves user accountability and so, yeah, basically, although, yeah, we, we, we start with security in mind, it, it, it's, it is used for many other things other than security. So it's more about accountability, more about keeping track of what, what is happening, you know. And then, of course, especially if you're talking about e-commerce, um, um, you have a lot of compliance, you need reports, you need to keep, to keep a log yep. of what's happening on your store, especially now with GDPR, CCPA, they all require some sort of logging, you know? So, so yeah, it's security. I think most probably it's last. First, it's everything else and then security. Usually security comes in, unfortunately, when it's too late. Someone is hacked and they're like, oh, okay, wh- what's happened? You know, like we have to look look back at the logs. So yeah, so there are many uses for it. And yeah, as we said, yeah, it's mostly like to manage the team basically and manage the store keep an eye on what's happening you know so quick antidote it would be it would be sometimes helpful to have an audit log for like real life we've had our uh, furnace off for there's been no heat in our house for the past couple Uh of days and it turns out and i won't name names but someone in our household um in their attempt to get the sprinkler started up and running shut off the gas to the heat valve or to the furnace. So we've been without heat for a few days and trying to figure out like what happened. And if I just checked the log and <laughs> seen what had happened, like, oh, okay, well, this, this is the, and I have all the evidence post-fact. We realized what happened and it's all good. But we've been without heat and there was no log to check to see what had changed. As humans, we mis- make mistakes all the time. Yeah. So being able to have a, a log of activity, to, okay, no problem. It's fine. Let's just go back and see what happened. And um, that's, that's, that's useful far beyond I guess it's a different way of thinking about security, right? It's not even like protecting from attackers. It's protecting against ourselves sometimes. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, and you also learn as well, you know, like, like, um, okay, what happened? Okay, you did this change. Maybe someone did the change, not even a mistake, because he thought it's, it's going, that's the way to do it, you know? And so, yeah, say, listen, okay, you did this change in the product. Usually we don't do this, you know, like, or for example, when you do this, you should talk to this person, you know? So, yeah, it's there are many, even though, it has a security name. There are actually many more aspects to logs, especially with our plugin on WooCommerce, than, than just security. This episode is brought to you by Foo Events. If you sell any kind of ticketing online and you're using WooCommerce, you may have discovered that it doesn't have a very intuitive approach to seamless ticket sales. I know I've been there myself. Foo Events brings more power to your ticketing process. 
It's really easy to set up and you never have to worry about third-party fees again. Not only can you sell tickets, but managing them is really slick. And best of all, they have a growing number of extensions to fit any need you may have. There are no worries to the amount of tickets you can send. And for the convenience of your attendees, and to help you keep track of the event even better, it has a free mobile check-in. Managing your attendees and events goes smoother with custom event reports and ticket inventory. And you can export your attendees for additional communication that you may need to send to them. Or heck, you could even build your list. And your attendees can be rest assured that the data remains safe and private. Whether it's concerts, school functions, fundraisers, conferences, or any number of events that you sell tickets to, Foo Events has you covered. And they have a really sweet offer for you, our listener. Simply go to fooevents.com forward slash do the woo and get the Foo Events for WooCommerce plugin. This is a premium plugin for an entire year. Free, no strings attached. This offer is limited, so head on over to fooevents.com forward slash do the woo. And now back to our podcast. One of the I'm curious about, so people are always asking questions about performance with woo. If you're tracking all the activity sort of that's happening, is there a negative impact to performance? Like how, what is the impact I should ask? Because there's going to be some impact. Yeah. It's 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 a very good question. In fact, it's not just with WooCommerce. Actually, it's, I'm sure you've you've seen these posts like how many plugins is too much or what should I install and, <laughs> and these things. So so basically, um, uh, the footprint is is first of all is very low, but it's very low because in most cases, I mean, ninety nine percent of the activity we monitor is backend activity, not the front. And so even when you install our plugin, while users are working on the backend, I don't know, changing a product or whatever. Um, there are, of course, with or without our plugin, uh, there is, of course, a minor difference in response time, for example. But it's not something that you can actually see with your own eyes. You know, it's like it's, it's very minor the change. However, it doesn't affect the front end. In fact, um, unless you monitor something specifically from the front end, for example, you can monitor uh, when orders are placed when a user is not logged in and when an order is placed. In that case, you have, of course, to monitor the front end. But in that case, what the, the way we've done it is the plugin has like two types of sensors. It has the backend sensors and the front end sensors. And once you disable the front end sensors, then it doesn't have any impact on the front end as in like the, the when the when the visitor on the website. But yeah, the backend, it definitely, I don't know, it's, it's yep. something very minimal. It's not, it's like, Points of millisecond, points of milliseconds in the backend. For example, when you update a product, when you usually save, maybe I don't know, I, I have no idea. Just mentioning random numbers. For example, usually it takes thirty milliseconds, and with our plugin, it takes thirty-two milliseconds. But yeah, it's 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 and it's just in the backend, you know. So quite frankly, as long as you don't have impact the front end, it's a good solution. I mean, of course, we do our best to to make it um, less resource hungry as possible, or as most efficient as possible. Because of course, whenever you click something, our plugin is hooking in. You hook in, and it has to write to a database. But there are a lot. We have a lot of um, components in place that help that help its performance. For example, we have a buffer. So in case, for example, the database is slow or whatever, we buffer it and it go in a transient, and then it's written later. You know, so we optimized a lot the plugin in terms of performance, and we did it because. Um, it's, it started with WooCommerce because we, I started this plugin as a hobby. 
And we always had performance in mind, but it was never like such a big thing. But as time passed by, the plugin got was being used by bigger and bigger companies with mm. bigger WooCommerce implementations. So then, of course, performance had to be like something that we really took seriously. So we, we really worked a lot to make sure that the impact is... Not, I wouldn't say it's nothing because, of course, any plugin you install, it has to take some resources if it's working. But for me personally, as long as it doesn't affect the front end and as long as it doesn't interrupt the user's productivity when he's updating a product or a price, yep. that's, that's, that's good for me. And that's what we aim for, basically, you know? Yeah, it makes me think of, and when you talk about all these logs, it makes me think of back to the days when I was doing design way back years and years ago with WordPress, and I put in a security plugin, and these users, these small businesses, would freak out because they were always getting informed that somebody was trying to hack in. They got these notifications, and they were just stressing out, and they would always send me, God, you know, it looks like the world's trying to hack my site. And it's like, well, it's just protecting it. Now, with logs, even beyond security, just with the overall overall amount of logs this will produce, how does one manage those or, you know, kind of, you don't want to be going in there all the time saying, oh, what's going on? Oh, what's going on? How do you manage those or how do you keep your sanity with all that information coming in? Yeah, um, I can really relate to what you just said because... Um, we have a lot of users, like they installed the plugin for the first time. Some of them actually blame our plugin. Like since we installed your plugin, everyone wants to attack us. No, it's actually our plugin showing you. Before you didn't know about it because you couldn't read about it. So so sometimes the logs can be almost, can alarm people like, ooh. And in reality, once you install a WordPress website, there are automatic, automated attacks all the time. So you just don't know about them. The number of logs, of course, it depends um, on how busy your website is. However, of course, some, some big websites, you can have like thousands of events in the activity log. How are they managed? I mean, in reality, especially coming from a security background, we always one of the best practices is to review the logs, you know, just browse through them, see maybe what's happened. However, the reality is not like that. Everyone has a business, everyone has a job to do, and it's it's very difficult to to I mean, if you have the luxury to do it, that would be great, but not, very few people actually go through the logs every day. And that's why kind we, we try to build a system, and that's why not just our system, there are other systems logging systems in general uh, that have things like email notifications and SMS notifications. So for example, you can configure the plugin to send you, a, um, so instead of course you having to check the logs to send you an email whenever someone installs a plugin, for example, or updates a plugin. Or you can even go create these complex triggers and say, send me an email if someone logs in after 5.30 and it's not this IP address or it's not this user or, you know, so, so that's how you keep yourself up to date. You can also, generate reports for example uh on our plugin we have um what we call automated reports you can configure the plugin to send you a daily weekly monthly or quarterly updates and you can configure your own criteria report criteria and yeah every month for example you want to receive a report with all the change with all the product changes only or with just the logins and logouts or or just who updated x or y so yeah i mean we, we don't have nowadays we don't have the luxury to check the logs manually and that's the best way actually to keep yourself updated of what's happening with email alerts, SMS notifications, automated reports. Uh, and, and that's how you do it. I mean, of, of course, from time to time, I would still recommend, if you have time, it would still be good just to take a look sometimes, especially um, because some people like receive the report archive straight away. It, it's good to at least see the report. And if you spot, if you spot something in the report, okay, this is not usual. Let's dig a bit deeper. 
you know, it's good to at least take some action on what you see in the reports, you know, and, and, and the logs. Robert, one of the things I'm curious about, so so you said this started out as a hobby. What were you doing before this? Okay, so um, I started, um, I'm the typical school dropout, <laughs> um, was studying uh, electronics engineering. Uh, I dropped out nice. of school and uh, I started as a software tester I um, in 2000 for a large uh, security software company. Um, and yeah, and basically I started this company without even knowing what's an IP address. I didn't even know what address is. I was that that basic. <laughs> I had an, I don't know if you remember, but I had an Amiga 500. Yeah, that type of games, and those, that's how it started with computers. Ah, nice, yeah. nice. Yep. And yeah, and basically, I mean, computers were always my interest. But uh, I'm coming from a very small island called Malta, and of course, being a small island in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea, things take time to arrive there. Um, but yeah, as soon as there was an opportunity, I dropped out of school. I started testing software and I kept on, I started doing some part-time courses, studying, working, etc. And while at the first job I had was a company called GFY Software, um, I, from a software tester in like eight years, I was like the lead systems engineer. We had offices all over the world, in Germany, in the US, in Australia, etc. And from there, I, I held several different roles. Basically, I always worked for security software companies and they were all startups that's what i knew that's what i still know that's and this was my first job so i kept on i i I worked as a researcher research development um i worked as a i've done very very little development i mean i can read and write code but i'm not a developer you know i'm far from a developer um i was product manager project manager so i've always worked with developers and when i was systems engineer the thing that i liked with systems engineering is apart from learning a lot about technical how to run a thing a network etc you also deal with every department of a company so by being a systems engineer i've learned what marketing does what the marketing department does what the sales do what the yep uh knock that you know and, and you, you get a good idea of how a company functions while if you're a developer nothing against them but usually you're, you're stuck in that development mode. so so you get all this this range of experience you start with this as a hobby and it's grown significantly since then i'm curious when, like it's, it's always interesting to me to look at how companies have grown within the marketplaces within the ecosystems huh? any are there any like lessons learned that stand out to you or mistakes that you made early on in the transition from hobby to full-time I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> um, no, um, after like 14 years working in the corporate world, I just wanted to start my own thing. So I started WP White Security. Um, basically, I found out about WordPress because we needed a block yep. for a security software company we're working. Actually, we developed a web security scanner. So we're very into web security. And I was quite surprised. This is, I think, 2011, 12, 12, I think. I was quite surprised like how, I mean, there, back then, there weren't a lot of um, security awareness in the WordPress ecosystem. There, there weren't yeah. a, good, a lot of solutions. In fact, I remember uh, I was talking to um, Tony Peretz when security were just three people. <laughs> you know, like I, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and I was tired of the corporate world. I, I, I left. I had already some contacts, so I kept doing consultancy of what I knew, you know, product management, project management, etc. And I started just, I wanted to, to learn how to write proper code. So I developed the first version of the plugin. And thankfully, that never made it to the public. <laughs> and so basically what I did, it was I took a bit the long route. I mean, 
I'm a bit, when it comes to business, I'm a bit conservative, as in I didn't look for any investments or whatever. I just look, I'm earning X much every month from consultancy, get a small amount and hire a developer part-time, hire someone. And I started working with different developers. Why? Because in the beginning, I didn't have enough work to justify having someone for 20 hours, not even 20 hours a month. You can never say it was very variable. And no one, of course, I don't blame them want to commit because should I keep 20 hours for you or should I, you know? So I worked with a lot of different developers and slowly, slowly, it took around four years. After four years, then we I hired the first developer. And after six years, in 2018, I joined full-time. So I'm the founder of the company, but I was the second employee. <laughs> in terms of, I, I think in terms of mistake, I think my biggest regret, I have my biggest two regrets are not leaving the corporate world early because I was always like, I need mm-hmm. to learn more. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the fact that I had jobs with bigger companies, it helped me a lot understand, as we were saying, like um, wh- how, a, how a company works, you know? Uh, everything I know today is thanks to this employment. So I cannot say, but... I was too scared like to leave. I want to learn more. I want to learn. But listen, one day you have to start taking action. So you, you, you use what you learn. And the second mistake is also, again, I'm not stopping earlier from consultants. I kept on dragging the plugin. Mm. And because when I switched full-time, I realized just because I had so much time on my hand, I could do so much more. So the revenue from when I was a part-time to when I was full-time, within a few months, it grew instantly. Why? Because one day I was struggling maybe to post a blog post because I'm still doing consultancy. It's 10 p.m. I need to do something quickly, you know. When I was full-time, I had all this time in my hand. It was a bit of a risk. But of course, I think what's very important is to have some spare savings. So in case, you you know, like overnight, I had all this time on my hand. So I could produce a blog post every day. I could start contacting people. Like, listen, this is chat. So in three, four months, the first three, four months, I put in so much work that I've been like, delaying delaying because i had some other things as a consultant that the revenue grew so if i left most probably a year earlier i would have still managed to do it you know so it's always about finding that right balance when to leave the comfort zone and say listen let's go for it and, and let's give it a shot that, that's that's what really is difficult but in terms in terms of revenue and growth we're, we're very happy i mean listen we're not like some some big <laughs> Automatic, but we are, we are we are growing. We are growing slowly. We all, I'm, as I said, I try to do everything within our means. Like even like when I hire a developer, before I hired a developer, um, I did um, one thing I didn't want to do. I didn't want to hire someone full time. And two months later, I tell him, listen, I don't have a job for you. I would feel really guilty because, like, imagine someone has a family like me, and one day he's happy with a new job. The day after, you, you kick him out, which is not. So whenever I did something like that, I always made sure that I have at least six, seven, eight months upfront salary. So if something happens, I still have that cushion, like, listen, okay, you know, like, let's let's have that cushion that's safety net. I don't like operating, like, to the, even, like, next, this year, we are recruiting more people. I've always make sure we have some cushion. I don't like operating to the limit because if something goes wrong, uh, other people's, like, I mean, listen, they have, like us, everyone has children, families, you know, and, and these things, and it's not nice to, convince someone to join you and <laughs> a month later like oops sorry uh, it was a miscalculated risk you know so that's 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 very important yeah one of the things and that I, I love hearing that story i wanted to swing back because this is something that got me thinking more when you were talking about being able to choose what reports you're notified with uh, the logs and you know so that must kind of narrow down to specifically what's important to you. So if we step into the WooCommerce store owner's shoes, 
do you have any indication what they're using these logs for? You know, what is important to them or what they're really paying attention to? Yes. Um, two very obvious cases from what I see from support and from what users tell me. Um, the most obvious case is reports slash compliance slash keeping a record of, listen, like what's happening in my store, who's doing what. Um, but the second most common use for us, um, because we have logs, we can actually t- say like who is logged in right now and what they are doing right now. Because as soon as you click somewhere, you keep a log of that. And and in our plugin, we build a module that shows you like um, who is logged in and what they are doing. And But on top of that, WordPress by default allows the same user to log in multiple times at the same time simultaneously. So you can log in with Robert now, you can log in with Robert from another location. And many WooCommerce users have some sort of subscription slash uh, membership websites, and they don't want people abusing subscription. Like, you know, I pay you X dollars a year and I I share my credentials with other people to use the same content. So basically, in our plugin, we have this feature and we implemented it because of WooCommerce mostly who want to control this, who want to say, listen, I want only one user. If Robert is logged in, no one else can log in with user Robert. So through the logs, by knowing who is logged in, etc., we are able to, we have a setting when you can say, listen, don't allow more than one user or two or three users, you know? I think it's the most common, it's the most requested. Even in trials, like most of the emails, like especially from WooCommerce users, like I have this membership site or I have this, like do you have this feature or can we do this or can we do this? That is by far the most requested. The second is, yeah, just keeping a record of what's happening. Some of them actually are quite well organized because I know some customers, they, they like generate a report every month just to keep records in files and things to have records. This episode is brought to you by WP Security Audit Log. We all know the importance of your WooCommerce store and security. And when you keep track of everything through logs, the end product is security, but having those logs for your store is so much more. They're comprehensive activity logs that you can use with WooCommerce keeps you on top of what is going on with your shop managers and your team. You'll be able to monitor and record when they make changes to products, orders, and coupons. And notably, it will help you with your store compliances. They make it easy to troubleshoot if there's something going on. In fact, you'll be able to configure emails and instant SMS notifications to get alerted of critical changes. Want to take that step further? You'll see who is logged in and what changes are being made in real time. And if needed, you can manage, limit, block, and even terminate any user sessions. This is perfect for memberships or subscription sites as it can help you control limitations to single user access. There's a number of reports you can generate from the activity logs, and in a nutshell, you can stay on top of it all. What is going on and when. From that, your site will benefit from the added security. So keep safe and secure and check out what they have to offer over at wpsecurityauditlogit.com. Now let's head on back to the show. So we talked a bit about, you know, what people can use the logs for. And uh, have you heard any specific issues over and over or people saying, you know, well, this is very frustrating because WooCommerce does that, 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 that. Yes, uh, there are. It's not as such WooCommerce, but more the WooCommerce ecosystem. There are a lot of... Um, WooCommerce has a lot of third-party add-ons. Yep. WooCommerce themselves, but also by other developers. And um, so basically what, what happens is um, someone installs an add-on, 
And for example, I, they email us, they ask, like, sorry, um, it's not your plugin is not keeping a lock of what plugin X is doing in WooCommerce. And we start looking into it. And basically, some developers, um, even though like WooCommerce is, 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 the code is actually well documented and there are hooks and everything, they just try to do things their own way. So basically, just because they bypass a hook and do it their own way, our plugin doesn't detect that change. Usually, I mean, it depends. Most of the time, we get in touch with the developer. Like, listen, you're doing function X, and you can you should do it by doing ABC, not DEF. Sometimes they comply, say, hey, you're right. Okay, let's let's update the documentation and let's update the code and make it work properly. Um, but sometimes not. Sometimes some of them are non-responsive, you know, or some of them they say like, no, we want to do it this way for whatever reason they want. That's the biggest problem I have, just not the, the WooCommerce ecosystem, especially when it comes to third-party add-ons, not from WooCommerce themselves, even the, like the, the, the third-party WooCommerce add-ons. It's so big that everyone does like how they want, how they feel like, you know, and, and um, fortunately when they don't follow almost like undocumented stuff, because there's no actually standards, the hooks are there for a reason, but you're not forced to use them. You're not you. You know, but ideally, should use them because that's the best practice. But it's a best practice, not a must-do practice kind of thing. And that's the biggest problem. But it's not just with our plugin. Because when I speak to WooCommerce owners with our logging plugin, maybe with a security plugin, it starts detecting some abnormal behavior from other plugins. It's detected. So, so this this idea of this kind of non-standard way of doing things from third-party plugins creates a, uh, creates a lot of problems for developers like us and other developers who are trying to either keep a log or monitor the security of, of, of a WooCommerce installation or even like keep keep something else, generate reports, you know? So, or I, I've seen like plugins who write directly to a database, you know, like you, you don't do these things, but these things happen for. And that's a big problem because it's a lot of work for us developers, you know, and, and a lot of friction between us and the customers, unfortunately. One thing I'm curious about, Robert, is you, you started out with this WordPress focus and you've, and you've grown into the Woo. Obviously, we have a bit of a bias here on the show towards Woo. <laughs> what kind of priority do you give Woo in terms of percentage of customers using Woo versus not and also like where you see the growth potential? How do you as a business owner, you started out with a WordPress focus, you've, you've added this Woo emphasis. How, how do you think about Woo in, in terms of impact on your current business and the potential? I'm like you. I'm very biased for the simple reason is like when we started the plugin, we had a lot of requests for WooCommerce. Yeah. Since we started supporting WooCommerce, the number of downloads and number of questions and presets etc. has increased drastically. And I don't have the exact numbers. Yeah, I mean, definitely more than half of our requests and more than half of, somehow use or deal with WooCommerce or use our plugin to work with WooCommerce. So, so yes. So in terms of priority, we do give. A lot of priority to WooCommerce. I mean, we are trying as a plugin the way WordPress works. As a plugin, we have to kind of like develop a sensor if we want to keep track of what other plugins are doing. Yep. So we have to develop one for WooCommerce, one for plugin X, one for plugin Y, etc. Um, so we are, in fact, our plan is to keep on um, developing and integrating with many other plugins. But WooCommerce is definitely up there at the top because. Um, as I said, I don't have the exact numbers, but in terms of downloads, in terms of revenue, in terms of everything, I think it really helps our business. And I, actually, I was reading today, it's, um, I think WooCommerce now surpassed all the other e-commerce solutions. It's like the most popular. So yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if that grows, we grow, you know, like everyone is happy. Cool. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else you want to touch on with Robert right now? I know we can, I, I won't want to hear about some... Um 
plans and his his next update coming. We're going to do that in announcements in a bit. But anything else you want to ask, Jonathan, or should we move on to the news? We can move on. This is so. This has been. It's always very interesting to me to watch businesses that have kind of started out as an interest, and like you, you call it yourself as a bit of a hobby, but then has grown and they kind of take a life of their own. So um, I think uh, I'm just, yeah, really really happy to see what you've built, and it's going to be interesting to see how the ecosystem evolves as like we have uh, WooCommerce 4.0. It's been out a little bit now, and the, and yeah, just the general interest, especially right now with people kind of stuck at home. Uh, we're seeing a lot of increased interest in Woo generally and uh, auditing. Like this is an important piece of that puzzle to sort of know, especially, all right, we're all working online here. How do we track what's happening? So love what you're doing. Looking forward to seeing how the space continues to evolve. Thanks a lot. Thanks thanks a lot. And yeah, I'm not surprised we see some more new plugins or some interesting projects, definitely. Yeah, and I'm seeing a few of those little plugins popping out even during this, just interesting ones. Uh, recently, somebody did a new plugin that hadn't even got on the repository yet that adds a um, leave at the door for WooCommerce. So you can toggle on and leave a little note oh, and okay. put it in there. So um, I downloaded it from um, GitHub. I think it's done by Amplify Plugins. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just one thing. I mean, it's easy to use. You just install it, you activate it, you toggle it on, and it's there. So it does one <laughs> little thing. And it's especially nice. I like those little plugins that, do something like this during this time. And then if you need to not do that anymore, or it doesn't seem to fit when things get semi-normal again, that you can just delete it, deactivate it, it's gone. So um, good stuff coming out of that. Okay, well, uh, announcements. I um, want to start with you, Robert, because I know you have a, an update coming uh, around the corner and just wanted you to tell us a little bit more about that before we close out. Sure. Uh, as Jonathan suggested, uh, WooCommerce released uh, version 4 with the new admin interface on these things, and that gave us a lot of work. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically, um, it, it sounds, we don't have any new particular new features, so it's a such maintenance update. However, the, this big maintenance update is about supporting the, the latest interface changes on WooCommerce, and on top of that, we also enhanced the coverage of WooCommerce. So now we are even reporting like more details. So for example, before, if you change, for example, the base address, the plugin used to say like, this is the new base address. Now we're reporting the old and the new, we're showing more changes. And we are monitoring also much more options, especially when it comes to taxes, um, payment gateways, etc. We are um, reporting much more changes there. So of course, if, if someone's WooCommerce is hacked and they someone changes their PayPal or payment gateway address, <laughs> they'll find out via our plugin. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Yeah. Sounds like something to look forward to. Great. Thanks. How about you, Jonathan? What 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 do you have on the plate? Um, so by the time this goes out, so one of the things that's been happening a lot more at Automatic is we've been doing, there's been a, an increasing interest in content. Uh, I suspect there's some correlation to more people being at home. So the event team has been doing a lot more. And there's a lot of folks in the space in general putting on more webinars and more educational content. So we've been upping our game on that. We have an e a WooCommerce uh, webinar coming up this coming Thursday. And it's probably going to be the first of a series. We've had a lot of interest in it. So just uh, want to highlight that. And um, I dropped a link to that specific webinar. But I think in general, there's, there's starting to be, and I'm excited about a lot more content being created in the Woo space for multiple fronts and we at automatic we're trying to do our best to to uh set a good example and um help 
just educate more folks because a lot of people are asking pretty basic questions right now about like, okay, how do I get online? What do I do? How do I think about this? So I'm happy to see that happening. Cool. Excellent. And I just want to remind everybody, if you missed it, we did a special episode this last Tuesday. I brought in all the co-hosts and we had a nice conversation around the coronavirus. And But I, I guess what I would like to just say about that is it was a very positive and uplifting conversation. So we weren't all um, doom and gloom. And, and all sitting there telling us, you know, whining about everything that's going on. It was um, some great chat around, you know, how we're helping other people, how we're helping ourselves. So I um, hope you, if you missed that, I hope you tune into that. You can, uh, I'll be leaving a link. And of course, you can find that in our um, feed and on any of the pod platforms. Well, excellent stuff. Uh, just want to do a quick shout out to the sponsors before I, we head out Foo Events, uh, adding a powerful event and tech functionality to WooCommerce. You can check them out at fooevents.com forward slash do the woo and look for a good deal there. WooCommerce.com, our community sponsor. Well, I love woo. What can I say? And I want to personally thank Robert and WP Security Audit Log for being a sponsor. We really appreciate your support. You're welcome, and thank you very much for having me on board. I really enjoyed it. All righty. Well, um, why don't you close it out and give us a final goodbye, Jonathan? Well, this is this is episode 49, right? So we have 50 coming up here, making some good progress. And uh, if you want to follow along, uh, go to bobwp.com. You can subscribe. You can sign up for the latest in Woo News, and you can also become a friend of Do The Woo Podcast and you can also find uh, your co-hosts and the rest of the folks on Twitter. And um, I think that's just about it. Right, Bob? Right. Sounds good. Well, everyone, uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, do the woo.